You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, Amnesty International's recent report, Broken and Unequal, the State of Education in South Africa, points out that South Africa is still failing far too many of its youth when it comes to education. The big question really remains, have we made progress in widening access to education while forgetting that access and quality are two vastly different things? Grant Bodley, Chief Executive of Die Data, welcome to the show. Uh, the one thing to emerge from the recent uh, jobs bloodbath stats is that education is still critical. It's still a bulwark against economic shocks. So those with uh, post-matric qualifications uh, have certainly been less impacted by the recent pandemic pandemic. Good evening, Michael. How are you? Thank you very much for being on the show and certainly agree, you know, with your sentiments and we, we see it across the board. And, uh, you know, for, for any economy to thrive and we look at some of the challenges we're facing in South Africa in terms of job creation and unemployment, you know, I think it's certainly an unemployed youth and an uneducated youth is a handbrake on any growth ambitions uh, of any country. Yeah, it's often said that we have uh, perhaps not so much a, an unemployment crisis as a skills crisis. If you just look at the rate that new coders are um, snapped up by banks or, or any of the new fintechs or, or big tech companies, uh, that we can't produce them fast enough. When it comes to the gap in education, the quality gap, how big is that education quality gap in the country? Look, I mean, you know, in my opinion, the stats that I've certainly seen, I think it's very significant. You know, if you look at the number of distinctions out of math distinction out of the top 200 schools, it's more than the next 6,600 schools. So, cool. you know, that for me is just a, a huge gap that you see. And I think even scarier is that, you know, 50 to 60 percent of learners aren't even finishing the trick. And I don't think it's anything to do with their aptitude or their desire. I think it's just access to uh, quality learning. So, I mean, the, the big issue then must be to address this gap. How do we narrow this gap and over time completely close it? How do we do that? Look, I mean, I'm not sure I have all the solutions, but obviously coming from a tech industry, I do believe that tech is critical in democratizing learning in South Africa. You know, particularly with all these inequalities in the education system, you know, and for me, you know, we are fortunate to be in a country where there's significant mobile penetration. Um, and, you know, we always think that people need an iPad or a desktop or some fancy piece of hardware. But, you know, <clears throat> most of that gets 43%, you know, penetration of smartphones. So, you know, WhatsApp and all of these types of things are mediums where people can get access to information. You know, the internet has democratized information, but we need to democratize access. And I think when you're living on the breadline, you know, the data costs and access to data is what is probably most prohibitive right now to helping us close that gap. And the one thing we've seen through COVID was while students uh, from more affluent uh, families could at least go and learn from home, uh, that wasn't possible in uh, the rural poor communities of South Africa. So that just deepened that inequality and I think shone the light on the infrastructure gap as well that uh, we need to focus on. Do you think the attention now, thanks to COVID-19, is sufficiently focused for for government and the private sector to come and work together on this? Look, I mean, I think the COVID-19 pandemic's highlighted so many inefficiencies and inequalities across the country and across the world, Um, you know. But I think, and it's also shown quite, you know, categorically how important technology is in business to continue and society to continue. So, 
you know, I, I think there certainly is dialogue, but, you know, we need to move fast. We need more free public Wi-Fi type of networks in these rural communities and even in, you know, the, the municipalities and the like. And, uh, you know, for that to happen, you know, in my opinion, it does need public-private sort of partnership. I think certainly from a private sector, we are committed to assisting in many ways. But, you know, government needs to come to the party. And I was just listening to, you know, your previous interview with Chris, you know, well, what is going to happen with Spectrum? Can we get certain Spectrum made available to be able to create sort of cheaper access to connectivity and more affordable data prices so that all these young learners and people can get access to, to, to information and learning? Grant, are you confident? Uh, we had uh, the regulator announce last week the invitation to apply for Spectrum. The WOAN, which was largely discredited, is still on the table. Are you confident uh, in the current process that, that we will have that uh, outcome? Look, I mean, I'm not sure I'm that confident, to be honest, uh, Michael. I mean, these processes have been going on for a long time. We've been talking about WOAN for two, three years. We've been talking about Spectrum for, for a number of years. I think we certainly move forward and we're closer to it. But, you know, if you had to put a gun to my head onto a timeline and when we'd achieve it and whether the timelines that have been committed will be met, uh, you know, I'm still somewhat skeptical. I'm not as close to the process as I could be or should be probably. But, I, I you know, I, I do have some concerns about when this will be concluded. And, of course, then the nature of the agreements that come out in terms of, you know, what what is available to whom how is it open access etc etc and i think in a conversation with dr josienza ramachopo who's heading up the infrastructure office inside the presidency he admitted as much he said uh, we as government have uh, we've effectively made our own bed and we've got to line it because we have been so slow in the past because we failed to deliver there isn't a lot of trust in the private sector so that's all we have to do we have to go and uh, deliver so hopefully this program will deliver and we can start putting some of that um, uh, understandable skepticism to bed. Just lastly, uh, what do what do companies like Day Die Day to do in the interim? Because we can't just wait for government to uh, to come up with all the answers. What are you as Die Day to doing to ensure that, in a small way, you can help bridge the digital skills divide in the country? Michael, I mean, we do. Proud and blessed to have had a, what we call a Saturday school uh, program that's been going. We're celebrating, in fact, our 25th year this year, where we bring a number of disadvantaged learners, you know, grade 11 and 12, into our campus in Joburg. We've opened up in the Eastern Cape. And where our staff and tutors, we fund all these sort of additional learning on the sort of STEM subjects, you know, science, technology, maths, etc., plus you know, some of the digital schools and social schools. So, you know, for us, we've had thousands and thousands of students over the years come through. And, you know, the proof point is that we've got 100% pass matric pass rate, 93%, uh, you know, university exemption, a number of these kids joining our internship programs, coming in our graduate accelerate programs. So, you know, for me, it just shows that just a little bit of help you know, there's just such amazing talent out there that are just crying out for any form of learning and assistance. And so yeah. that's just what we've done over the past years, you know, and it's been something that was done. It's done by our staff, right? You know, it's not me or organization that needs to take credit. It was born out of, you know, willing employees who wanted to give back in some way, shape or form. And of course, we've supported. Now it's been a flagship program for us, which, you know, I, I don't quote me, but north of, you know, many thousands of kids having come through the program all passing. So I'm sure there are other corporates doing bits out there, but uh, we need more, quite frankly.
Absolutely. We need a lot more, but it does speak to more than just corporate giving. It goes straight to the heart of the work that must be done to close the gap in uh, learning in South Africa. And uh, imagine if uh, if government uh, could uh, finally leverage uh, its might and its budget uh, to to this end as well. Grant Bodley, thank you much. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. The Chief Executive of Die Data.